Come out and see Sheila in August. Saturday the 3rd at 1 p.m. at 727 East San Isidro Boulevard in San Diego. Come for some spiritual warfare training and fellowship. If you're in California and you're interested in having your church or small group host a weekend warfare workshop with Sheila, send her an email at info at sheila.media to start the process. That's info at sheila.media. Her SWAT prayer group will also be hosting an amazing event at a date to be determined. Stay tuned for details and be sure to be following her Facebook page. Sheila will also be in Montrose, Colorado, September 27th through the 29th at the Western Colorado Church of Deliverance in conjunction with the West Coast Church of Deliverance. For more information, go to WCCD.com. In October, she'll be in Auburn, Alabama from the 4th to the 6th at the Skyfall 2019 Bible Conference Cosmology Prayer and Spiritual Warfare event in conjunction with Fire and Grace Church. For more information, go to skyfall2019.org. That's skyfall2019.org. Nationally syndicated media personality and author Sheila Zielinski, a.k.a. Weekend Vigilante. You're watching The Sheila Zielinski Show, the only program to bring you the truth behind the headlines, prophecy, and the deeper things of God with a focus on spiritual warfare. And now, here's Sheila. Hey folks, it's Sheila, and I just wanted to write you a quick thank you note on air for taking part in our efforts to bring the message of salvation and forgiveness and deliverance to this hurting and lost world. Your partnership with Sheila Zielinski Ministries, it matters and it's making a difference in the lives of fellow Christians, not just across North America, but around the globe. You know, Proverbs 11.30 says that the fruit of the righteous is a tree of life and he that winneth souls is wise. When you partner up with Sheila Zielinski Ministries, it's far more than just giving money to a ministry. It's about sowing seeds into the lives of the lost, winning souls for the kingdom, and equipping the saints for the battles we face here in these last days. By sowing financially into this ministry, you are making an eternal investment into the kingdom of God that will pay dividends eternally. Jesus commanded us to reach the lost world with the good news and this mandate it's still in effect for his believers today. This ministry is trying to reach as many people as possible so that they can know about the victory over sin that Jesus has provided for us on the cross and the blessings they can have in communion with his Holy Spirit. Thank you for your continual support in prayer and in giving. You make it possible for all of us here at Sheila Zielinski Ministries to continue to do what we do now and grow to even bigger heights to advance God's kingdom. Together, we are all a vital part of fulfilling Jesus' great commission in the earth. We love you, and we are praying for you every day. Thank you for your support. Folks, I'm very excited to bring on my special guest who really needs no introduction, Steve Quayle. Steve joins me today. Steve, welcome to the program tonight. 
Well, thank you, Sheila. And uh, again, I, I think you're one of the few people that takes the time to actually read these things as an interviewer. And I think it's important because I felt the need to revise Genesis 6 because it was written almost, what, 13 years ago, the first edition. And so much has changed. And quite candidly, I see God's signature all over this. Now, I want to deal, too, Sheila, with your permission, with the reason why this is such a critical subject matter. I've said so many times, those who control the truth of history can basically hoodwink or deceive the people in the present time. And I can tell you this, that even now as, as our expeditions have gone to Italy and Tim Alberino, you'll have to interview him when he gets back, and in South America, this is the key to understanding. And when Jesus said in Matthew 24, 37, but as the days of Noah were, so shall the coming of the Son of Man be. Now, the only thing people relate to of the days of Noah generally are evil, Animals and an ark. Wouldn't you say that's pretty, uh, <laughs> pretty uh, descriptive of modern Christendom? Yes. And yeah. that's the problem in modern Christendom is the church is in a trance for the most part. You just mentioned days of Noah. We're really seeing the days of Noah and Lot, the judgment. I mean, this stuff is an abomination to the holy, just, faithful, and true living God. And first of all, I want to say, Steve, fantastic job in this book. And let me tell you that after just finishing the book myself, I have a whole new appreciation for your books because they're just jammed with amazing info, fantastic pictures, and it flows so good. And it really complements little creatures. Folks, this is a must-have book. Steve, the original book was released in 2002, so a lot, like you said, has happened. And when you look back over all the information that you've done in the last 13 years and all your research now and then, what is most surprising to you, Steve? I'd say the most surprising thing is in, in lieu of overwhelming evidence that the classic Darwinian model of evolution and the classic teaching of history has been so abruptly distorted, and now everything is coming into the open. I've quoted the words of Jesus, that there's nothing that's been hidden that isn't going to be made known. And I think this applies especially in the area of archaeology, of antiquity. The point being, Sheila, is that, as I've said before, Genesis 6, in describing the fallen angels coming to earth and mating with earth women and producing giant offspring, genetically corrupting the animals and producing hybrids. See, myth and legend and oral tradition aren't the result of peyote experiments because you've got so many different manifestations, representations, and the actual chronicling of these events, even to the point that it's without argument. Now, you asked me a question. Thirteen years later, after the first edition, I came upon a manuscript I did not know existed. I've reproduced a couple hundred pages in my book. So people say, how much of the Genesis 6 Giants Volume 2 or Revised Edition, you can call it Volume 2, I didn't put that on the front of the cover, but I would say 60% of it's new. There are 165 illustrations and just, I would say this, magnificently laying out the history of the world. Now, why is this critically important? I want to deal with three words, and you know that I'm kind of a lone voice out there at this moment. 
you know, I had a, I guess you'd say a, an amazing revelation just after writing all this stuff. And, and everybody uses a word Nephilim. Okay. And Nephilim is used only two times in the old Testament translated giants in the King James, but it's, in Genesis 6 and in Numbers 13.33. Now notice the 3.3.3. Both before the flood and after the flood. And that's where everybody misses it because then they want to quote to me, well, you know, no place does it say that there were giants after the flood. Well, where do you think uh, Goliath came from? King Og came from the Zamzumans and all of the Anakims and everything that ends in I am. Those were tribes of giants in the land of Canaan. Joshua and Caleb said that we were as grasshoppers in their sight. So it's important for people to understand that we serve a supernatural God. The power of God must return to the body of Christ, the literal followers of Jesus. I don't like to use the word Christian any longer because it no longer means anything with the mainstream manifestation of Christianity accommodating all manners of evil. So I want to give three words. Okay, Nephilim, only two places in the Old Testament. Genesis 6, and it says there were giants in those days and after those days. That means before the flood of Noah and after the flood of Noah. People have got to understand there's another word called Rephaim, R-E-P-H-A-I-M, one version of it, Rapha, is translated the dead. So people are reading the Old Testament, they're reading, shall the dead rise to praise thee, thinking, well, I mean, that must be related to the resurrection. No, it's talking about a category of entities, the Rephaim, which were the giants. Right. When the giants were slain, and then, uh, then I, I'll turn it right back over to you, when the giants were slain, those hybrid spirits became the demons. The word in Greek, demonisimai, disembodied spirit, daemon, and by the way, that's not a, a great name to name your kid. Daemon, yeah. obviously, you know, that's probably a good time for a name change. And I'm not kidding when I say that. And if somebody's got that name, well, you know, I think they should look it up. But the point being is that those three words are so separate and distinct, and yet Nephilim is used of giants, Nephilim is used of demons. Every time I see other people writing about this, I just cringe and shake my head. It's the basis of Scripture that determines the first usage. It's called the law of first mention of Scripture. So therefore, I want to lay those terms out. Fallen angels, the Nephilim, do not die. They can change their form. Paul said even the devil himself can manifest as an angel of light. Fallen angel does not die. Now, there's 200 fallen angels that were basically imprisoned in a place called Tartarus, and those were the original 200 angels, as you know, that came to Mount Hermon. But after the flood of Noah, they came a second time, and that's when they began to distort the human race, the human genome. So the reason why all this meddling is important is to understand that all the headlines of today is the oldest promise in the the oldest deceptive promise in the book of Genesis is ye shall be as God. You're going to get to live forever, have perpetual sex, be able to tap in. And I, I'm sorry if this is offensive to people, but that's what the promise is. The billionaires want to live forever, and, and the ones that enjoy perversion want their perversions to be basically unending. So the devil comes along with techno-decadence, and that was a term I coined almost 20 years 
and then I shortened it to tech decadence, okay? But the point being is, is that we now are approaching, as the scientists would say, a better man, an Uberman, an Ubermensch, as Nietzsche wrote. So DARPA, Defense, you know, Advanced Research Projects, agency uh, just put out a 30-some page report. It's on my website, speakwell.com, and it becomes so obvious in our face. So that's why, in a nutshell, this is so important. This is the Rosetta Stone of understanding ancient architecture that has no modern explanation. It's the explanation for the genetic experiments. It is the root of all mythological and legendary exploits by bigger than human beings, stronger than human beings. And as I've spent 40-some years of my life on this, Sheila, it all, it all, it all goes back to Genesis 6. Well, it really does. And you just mentioned 20 years ago, you know, no one was talking about genetics and fallen angels 20 years ago. You really have been the progenitor here. And I really cringe when people take your stuff and they run with it and they twist it and they form their own sort of doctrine on it. And it's really frustrating. So I'm really glad you clarified that so people know that Nephilim are fallen angels, the Rephaim are giants, demons are disembodied spirits of the giants, and giants are created between the fallen angels and the the females. Now, this is really frustrating for me, Steve. Christians say to me, Sheila, why do you bother talking about demons, fallen angels, giants? Who cares? I don't believe in that stuff. Or what has this got to do with real life? Steve, how do people passively shrug this off? Because I think it was Dimitri Dudeman that said, the mind of man cannot embrace the level of wickedness, the mental trauma, essentially, that's coming here. And, and yet Christians are just in a trance. They don't want to talk about this stuff. Well, the reason they don't want to talk about it, Sheila, because it demands critical thinking and it demands a response of some kind. Folks, stay tuned. We'll be right back after these messages. The head of the U.S. Military Central Command said a grid shutdown situation. It's not a question of if, but when. Folks, I'm going to talk to you today about EMP Shield. EMP Shield is the world's first whole home and vehicle EMP protection service tested at the nation's most renowned military certified testing centers. The EMP Shield surpassed all military EMP testing standards. This is an amazing product. EMP Shield has models for home, vehicle, generator, solar system, radio, RV, and even a portable travel and camping model. EMP Shield is scalable to any size you need, and installation is a breeze. There's no product on the market like it, which is why we put our name behind it. We believe in providing you with the best solutions, and EMP Shield is the best solution. Use the link below and use code Sheila to save $50 off each product. Why should you get EMP Shield today? Because it protects, period. Hi everyone, this is Sheila Zielinski. How would you like to advertise your product or service with us? We have a very robust audience as well as a large social media reach. And we should be supporting Christian businesses. 
If you're interested in advertising your product or services with us, send us an email at info at Sheila.media. That's info at Sheila.media. And one of our sales staff will get in touch with you to see if your product or service is a good fit. All our advertising packages can be tailored to fit your budget. Consider advertising on The Sheila Zielinski Show. That's info at Sheila.media. Make the inquiry today and get your business noticed. You're watching The Sheila Zielinski Show. Now, the reason I've written about this, and for the record, no one was talking about genetic manipulation. When I wrote Genetic Armageddon, written almost, uh, I think, 17 years ago, okay, then Xenogenesis came along, and I had to bring it all up to speed and let everyone know where it's going. And by the way, I want people to understand this, especially the Christians that obviously take me on in all areas. Look, they weren't around, most of them, writing about this stuff 20, 30 years ago. Yeah. The people that argue with me are Johnny-come-latelys that want to basically take away and distort the message. As Pastor Langford has said, and I have been taught, and we both stand on this statement, the Word of God is the primary, the overriding source of truth. It's not fables, it's not fairy tales. So when Jesus said... Again, in Matthew 24, we're coming into that same time period prior to his second coming. As the days of Noah were, so shall also the coming of the Son of Man be. When Jesus said men's hearts failing them for fear of looking after those things coming upon the earth, I don't think people understand the value of that. So I would say to Christians, some of them will even brag, famous TV preachers brag about reading Dake's uh, reference Bible, but then want to, you know, turn their wives loose against me. I'm talking about major televangelists and say that this stuff isn't relevant yeah. when uh, their entire husband's ministry has been based on Dake's reference Bible. And uh, Phineas Dake does the best job of explaining why giants. And at the whole point is this, Sheila. It was to corrupt the genome of humanity so there would be no human beings left for Jesus to redeem. And basically, again, it would give cause to the devil to attack God and say, but you said there would always be a witness in the earth, and now they're all gone. So that's why, and that's why Jesus said this. I mean, I love the words of Jesus. You've heard me say this so many times, but I love the red-letter words in the Bible. That's what Jesus said. I don't care what expositors say. I don't care what critics say. What did Jesus say? And, you know, there used to be that statement, what would Jesus do? Well, I would come up with one that just says, pay attention to what Jesus said, <laughs> you know. Yet, you know what's fascinating? I have talked to Christians that go and watch some of the most gruesome slasher movies yeah. and play some of the most horrific video games that are absolutely, I believe, uh, there's a production company in hell, and they, they put these images in the mind of men. Diablo 3 is a good example. And the thing is, is that yet they won't take the words of Jesus seriously. Here's the point. I believe that we are now at that point where there's going to be a revelation that's going to shake people to their very core. Maybe later on the show, I'll read you an email I got last night after Coast to Coast. And the fact is, is that to the average human being, it's tough to explain to them that they're in a matrix. 
to the nominal Christian, it's tough to explain to them that they're fed continually baby food, if even that. And the point is, is that Paul, the Apostle Paul said, it's time for you to eat meat and grow up. I'm saying that the events unfolding, and you nailed it, the supernatural events, all of the different archaeological finds that are happening, they're pointing to a far different history than we've been led to believe is what our distant past is. Well, and I'd like to know how these First Fellowship of the Cotton Candy Club Christians would like to explain some of the headlines. And let's jump into some of the headlines now that you have on your Genesis6Giants.com site. I mean, let's just read some of these. It's incredible. City found 360 feet below Missouri City. Giant human skeleton found. Archaeologists find underground pyramid in Bolivia. Antediluvian mummies discovered in the Arctic Circle. Giant human jawbone baffles Taiwanese scientists. Explorers find the fabled lost city of the monkey god. Giant axes and hammers baffle experts. Dog-headed human skeleton found. Mythical red alloy said to be from city of Atlantis. Giant being seen rapidly climbing Mexican volcano. I mean, Steve, I could go on and on. The plethora of headlines is just endless here. So, you know, how do you refute that? Well, you don't refute it. Basically, it's the same in any anything that's new or uncomfortable, you attack the messenger, okay? Listen, this is what's called core reality. When we're talking about stargates, and obviously Jacob's Ladder is a type of one, the Tower of Babel was basically one, the pyramids that are all over the world. By the way, in Wisconsin, they have pyramids. In the Great Lakes, there are pyramids under the different Great Lakes. And see, all this stuff is suppressed. I actually have a study, and after we're done with the interview, I'll email it to you on sacred sites of Native Americans. And as Tom Horn's been in the Arizona, New Mexico, Four Corners area of the United States, which, by the way, has the largest methane emissions, and what's fascinating to me about that, as you probably know, I photograph Monument Valley and the Valley of the Giants, yeah. uh, both from the air and from the ground. It's on my website, speakwhale.com. But the fascinating thing to me is is that that's the area that seems to have the most voluminous amount of stargates opening. They're seeing what, in my book, Little Creatures, changelings. They're seeing so many events, and, and a lot of the Native Americans are getting a hold of me because I guess I'm one guy that believes them. And so the thing that's astonishing to me is something's getting ready to happen in the Four Corners region. And as you know, I think we talked about it maybe once, but the Grand Canyon, even some of the shows now on the History Channel are coming forth with the fact that Mark Anthony and Cleopatra's son, he took 50,000 people to the New World. Yeah. And that's where they settled was pretty much in the desert southwest. I mean, one doesn't have to be a rocket scientist to see that there are so many parallels to the Egyptian countryside. I've literally had people call me, Sheila, that have left the world of a black ops saying they were on the original excavation teams that excavated the giant mummies with, listen to this, active DNA. And this is what's fascinating from the Grand Canyon what Professor Kincaid, I think it was 1918, the Phoenix Gazette carried the story, and basically took him to Area 51. And I've interviewed the pilot that flew a live giant, L-I-V-E giant, out of Bagram. I mean, he was live until a special ops team went in and killed him. And that giant had killed, I guess it was a Marine recon group 
that was looking for the Taliban in the caves in Afghanistan, and the giant killed them and ate them all. Now, I know that's hard for people to embrace, okay? I know it's really hard for people to embrace. But I think God's people should recognize that there is a source for truth, and so that's why Genesis 6 is so critical. And in my book, Genesis 6 Giants, a revised version, I have gone through and I have put into the original language when it talks about the dead. For instance, in Isaiah, it's the Rephaim. When it's talking about the giants, I put in brackets the Rephaim. I'm trying to make people understand You call them cotton candy Christians, great term, but the point being is you and I can call, we'll take something obvious, we can call an orange tree a pickup truck. We can call anything, anything that we want if we're deceived. And I believe this, I believe the God of this world, Satan, little g, has blinded the eyes of the Christians, and I believe that God's going to give a period where the veil is rent, where the glasses come off. There's two sets of scales in a man's life or a woman's life, Shiva. The scales that are over their eyes when they're blind and the scales that are in their heart weighing everything out. And because of fear and unbelief and basically training, they won't embrace the supernatural until they're forced to. That's why the occultists, that's why Satanists, that's why those who understand the devil has power that's why they're trampling underfoot the christians because the christians think it's just some kind of and i mean this it's some kind of a sunday party gathering now not all of them believe that but i'm talking about the big mega churches i want to make sure that's clear and i get emails all the time you're too hard you're too hard no Uh, somebody before me needed to be harder on the pulpits because everything changed at one point. And Jesus himself said friendship with the world is enmity with God. He states that so many times, you know. Marvel not. They hated me, they're going to hate you. They hated me without a cause, they're going to hate you. And you've heard me say this, and I think it's a great one of those, uh, what Pastor David Langford calls a nugget. Look at the name Jesus now. 90% of the Christians are afraid. Now, they'll call him Christ. I want to make something clear. Christ is his title. Jesus even said, many will come saying, I am the Christ and deceive many. Because everybody wants to put their spin on it instead of understanding that God's word is so clear and so specific. That's wherein lies the problem. Folks, stay tuned. We'll be right back after these messages. Do you want a more powerful and successful prayer life? Would you like to see results? God intended you to have victory. So then why does it seem like your prayers seem to go unanswered? Could it be that a key element of praying powerfully is being left out altogether? Discover the one thing the enemy does not want you to know that can make all the difference. This is a practical and easy to use, powerful book where we lay out a powerful blueprint for real results. You can step into that powerful place of authority and begin to experience the outcome that you've been waiting for. No matter what is going on in your life, you have the power to change things through prayer. And do you know prayer is different than warfare? It is time to step out now in power and achieve results. Get your copy of Power Prayers today. It's warfare that works. Find it on Amazon, Barnes & Noble, and get it brought into your local Christian bookstore. It's warfare that works. 
Hey everyone, it's Sheila Zielinski. Folks, did I tell you I'm boycotting Starbucks? Listen, I have been on the hunt since I did that expose for a 100% Christian-owned coffee company. And I'm excited to tell you that I not only found one, but I bought their coffee. And you know what? The only reason I agreed to promote it is because I love it. It's the best coffee that I've ever had. And that's not a line. You know how most people just say that? Well, I actually drink this coffee. I've given it to friends and family and even my staff. And you know what they all say? How do I get more of this coffee? And guess what? For Sheila's listeners, you take 10% off your purchases. You can't get any better than that. And here's the kicker. When you buy bestdayevercoffee.com, you support other like-minded Christian businesses. Hey, shouldn't we be supporting our brothers and sisters in Christ? And why buy from big box stores? Their coffee is stale. Listen, you wouldn't eat stale popcorn. Why drink stale coffee? And check out the flavors. And now they have a sample pack where you can try a whole bunch of different kinds and discover your favorite. Listen, go to bestdayevercoffee.com now and use code Sheila at checkout. There's no better way to start your day than with a delicious cup of best day ever coffee. Drink fresh. Drink bestdayevercoffee.com. You're watching The Sheila Zielinski Show. The powers of darkness and those who walk in the powers of darkness believe in the supernatural power of Lucifer. The Christians basically don't believe it in their own life. And that's why the scripture says the traditions of men have made the word of God to none effect. Men's traditions rob the power of God from a believer's life. But once the people of God get introduced into the Holy Spirit and the power and the gifts of the Holy Spirit, everything changes then. Well, you're so right, because it's a very misanthropic agenda, very malevolent, and it's always guised under benevolence. And you just mentioned DARPA, all these augmentation programs, Steve, they've got military. I've got guys that send me documents that are just a sci-fi. These are augmentation things like Human 2.0. You've talked a lot about this in Xenogenesis, trying to create the Human 2.0. It's funny how now they're trying to even blend animal and human chimera, which is really interesting because your book talks about Minotaur, for example. That's what people don't understand is what happened when the giants also corrupted the animals. So get into that a little bit for people. Well, okay, I want to make it clear that the Dead Sea Scrolls were found in the caves of Qumran. They're basically, the Dead Sea is in the area, but the caves were Qumran, and they're basically numbered in fragments on my website. Now, what I'm talking about is my parallel website. SteveQuail.com is a contemporary stuff, the alerts, dreams, and visions. But Genesis with a numeral six, Giants.com, is my website that basically has in the ancient text, you go to Genesis6Giants.com and go to the banner and you'll see ancient texts. On the ancient texts, you'll see the Epic of Gilgamesh. Gilgamesh, by the way, was a progeny of a fallen angel and an earth woman. And if you've never read the Epic of Gilgamesh, it was written somewhere around 2750 to 2500 B.C. And I don't call that before the Common Era. I call it before the birth of Jesus. The bottom line in this, and I, look, I want to get to it, just always cut through the garbage on top. Right below the Epic of Gilgamesh are the Dead Sea Scrolls, the Book of Giants. Now, these are not books as most people know books. These are fragments. 
Now, it's fascinating because when you read the book of Giants, it tells you that not only did Satan and his fallen angels, and remember, the Bible teaches a third of the angels fell with Satan, they corrupted not just women, but they went after everything. In the book Genesis 6, Giants, even the revised one, I forget which page it's on right now, but the point is, is you probably read it. Remember when the guy's bragging about mounting a bull so many times? Oh, yeah. And I'm sorry, ladies and gentlemen, that's why bestiality was so wrong. People don't get it. When God said, if a man sleeps with a beast, he's to be put to death, that's the reason why. And because of this rebellious nature of mankind, I mean, they made bestiality identical. Don't know if they actually pass a law, but they were voting on that law in Germany. The point is, is that when God sent the children of Israel in the promised land, I've had so many people say, what kind of a God would kill men, women, children? I said, the kind of God that wants to redeem his original creation and will not allow the pollution of his human genome. Every time a scientist takes a swipe at humanity, it doesn't matter if it's Kurzweil, it doesn't matter if it's any of these other guys, the transhumanists, the molecular biologists, they're serving Satan, and Satan's promised them a lie that basically God didn't do it good enough the first time. Watch what I will give you guys. I mean, it's pretty tough to turn down perpetual pleasure if that's your thing, and perpetual perversion and that's why we're seeing all the pedophiles, the children, in the same way that we've aborted close to 60 million babies and their yeah. blood cries out from the ground. 25 years ago on talk radio, when I started, I was talking about this day. I said, you'll know you're right at the end times when cannibalism becomes the order of the day. We were talking about this, Sheila, before we started this interview. It should have caused an uproar throughout the Muslim world, when one of the clerics, I guess he's the head mufti of Saudi Arabia, kind of looks like Sauron, <laughs> you know, the, he really does, made the statement that it's okay for Muslim men to kill their wives and eat their flesh. Did you see that? Unbelievable, yes. So where is that coming from? It's coming from the appetite of demons. By the way, uh, years ago I turned down a very famous producer wanting to know if I would be interested in turning the history of giants into kind of like a big version of Shrek, okay? I said, absolutely not. Absolutely not. So right now, when we're on the air, I've got people in different parts of the world that are interviewing some of the most astonishing people. And you know what the central theme is? I mean, these people are boots on the ground. The people that have seen the uh, special operations teams come in, the Vatican's agents come in, they want this covered up. Now, why would classic archaeologists and anthropologists want to cover this up? It doesn't fit the Darwinian evolutionary mode. We're talking about a supernatural event. Yet the people that have controlled education and history, writing the history books, etc., the secret societies have used the hidden knowledge to take their adepts or their students and teach them, if you will, the secrets of the universe and tell them they're little gods, okay? And that's why the Christians are totally unprepared for this. And right back to the statement, even as you know, you get flack when you talk about this. Let me bottom line this, and I'll give it right back to you. The reason it's important is because everything you're seeing in the earth right now, all the evil is attributed to these hidden works of darkness. And as long as Christians live in denial, they'll end up on the dinner table. 
Now, that really offends some people. They say, well, why don't you just preach salvation, Quail? Why do you talk about all this stuff? Because this is my calling. This is what God gave me, the revelation. No human being can know what I know outside of it came from the hand of God. I use the scripture, a man has nothing except he receive it from above. I can't explain why the Lord launched me down this path. I will tell people an interesting thing. Uh, a mathematics professor ran my Bible codes on my name, and it was interesting. Guess where it showed up? And all the passages of giants, the idea of the giants is even secondary to the presence of fallen angels. Fallen angels don't die. The 200 original fallen angels are still bound in everlasting chains of darkness waiting till the day of judgment, okay? That's Jude chapter 1, I think, verse 6. The interesting fact is, is that after Noah's flood, that's when ultimately these entities, only 200, and I don't know how many angels there are, but the point is that it fell, but it's in the tens of thousands, if not the hundreds of thousands, and I submit, what happens, Sheila, since these entities can shapeshift, what happens if the world leaders we see as human beings aren't? Now, when right. I said that one time on Coast to Coast 10 years ago, I was told during that time period that a certain individual got so furious and he was a world leader that he split the throats of two of his bodyguards, okay? Now, the gentleman said he was present. Well, I can say maybe he made it up, but knowing how many stars he has and active duty, I don't think he'd make it up. So here's the thing. There is an unseen hand of evil getting ready to make war on the saints. The idea that 300,000 of our brothers and sisters and children have been beheaded, have been mutilated, have been burned alive, have been cannibalized, have been crucified, and every form of horror, and I don't even want to go into it, women have been raped to death, and with such gruesome detail that I won't talk about it, I've said so many times when I see a little girl with her heart ripped out and her trachea in her little empty chest cavity, the most gorgeous little brunette girl, little baby girl, I think she couldn't have been over two years old, yeah. when I see the boot of a thug taking a Christian baby and ripping its head off, that makes me furious. And people say, you shouldn't be so angry. Well, my answer to them is, if you're a man, you shouldn't be such a meow man, and I'd use the other word, but I won't, and you shouldn't be such a denialist. These people are your brethren. Well, that won't affect me, Steve. I literally had this email, so I'm going to bring it up. That won't affect me, Steve, because pretty soon we're out of here. And I said, okay, so you're getting out of here. And then I ask them, and then they get mad. How many people have you led to the Lord? How many of the homeless have you fed? How many people have you literally done the works of Jesus? When they say, well, not of works, lest any man should boast. I said, but that's where you're wrong. James said, a man says he has faith, show me your works and I'll believe you have faith. Because again, Sheila, the cowardice, and I remind people that nowhere in the Bible did God ever honor cowardice in his people, okay? He can take a Gideon who's hanging out, literally hiding, and basically turn him into a mighty warrior. He can take David, who is killing a giant one day, literally Goliath, and, and other times basically he's running for his life, feigning that he's crazy, okay? Folks, stay tuned. We'll be right back after these messages.
Green New Deal appears to be the number one headline in the news, and it is not going anywhere. But is this New Deal really new? This green agenda is not about saving the planet as its creators are quick to espouse. It is instead the re-implementation of an ancient pagan imperial doctrine that seeks to destroy the world's nation-states, implement global governance, and drastically reduce the world's population. The new religion of Gaia is in fact a revival of paganism that rejects Christianity altogether and considers its followers to be its biggest enemy. Gaia is a cunning mixture of science, paganism, eastern mysticism, and feminism, and has made this pagan cult the fastest growing religion on the planet. It views the Christian faith as the only obstacle preventing the formation of a global religion centered on uniting all forms of life around the goddess of Mother Earth. In her critically acclaimed book, Green Gospel, author, researcher, and broadcaster Sheila Zielinski demolishes what you think you know about the Green New Deal. She exposes how the claim that the human-induced global warming and the green agenda were diabolical plans deliberately hatched decades ago by the UN and are the greatest frauds of our time. Green Gospel unpacks the greatest deception of our era and takes you through the astonishing who, what, when, where, and why of the Green New Deal and explains what it's really all about. Get your copy of Green Gospel today. Watching the Sheila Zelensky Show. The factor that changes everything is the presence of the living God in a person's life. First of all, through repentance. Second of all, through the infilling of the Holy Spirit and the empowering of the Holy Spirit. Look, I was taken on a walk one time when I got saved, 1972. Uh, I didn't know what happened. Obviously, I had my encounter with Jesus face to face. It wasn't a dream. It wasn't a vision. It was literally in my bedroom. I lived in the basement of my parents' home going to the university. I got baptized in the Holy Ghost. I knew nothing, okay? I have to be the purest example of someone so totally ignorant of the things of God because, you know, I've shared my testimony. That wasn't even on my radar. The point being is that I went to an Assembly of God church. The testimony I had was so powerful that I got to speak all over the state and different places, some around the country, because in essence, it was I was like the organ grinder's monkey, okay? I would share my testimony, the supernatural things would happen. I was in my honeymoon phase. A little did I know the honeymoon would end, and then I'd go into the tribulation phase. But I was walked up a mountain one time by a very prominent Assembly of God preacher. And this guy had had a vision of an angel, etc., etc., and he said, Steve, if you only come in on two things, you can basically, and this is my words, write your own ticket. The two things I would not change on were the pre-tribulation rapture, which is a basic premise of the Assembly of God. And listen, I'm thankful and praise God for Assembly of God ministers because they had an impact on my life. And not all of them are like this one. But also that I had to change on my position on Christians coming under the influence of demons. And I think you've had Pastor John Kyle on, haven't you? Yes, I have. Yeah, and so, so the point is, is that John gets it really well. So, fascinating, Sheila, after I turned that down, I went from a somebody to a nobody. And I remember kind of complaining about it to the Lord, 
And I felt like, and David would tell you this too, that God told him, the Lord said, now you're ready to be used. Mm. And I I thought I was being used, you know, and I was, but nothing like what would come to pass in my life after that. So here's what I want to say. There's no greater peace on this planet in light of everything going to hell. Uh, You know, uh, I'm watching this stuff 18 hours a day. It gets worse by the minute, and I'm not exaggerating. Yet I know this. I know that we have a Savior who is more than capable of keeping us against this evil day. I also know that the devil is going to make war on the saints and prevail, but against that is the promise that they that know their God shall be strong and do exploits. That cannot be done in the intellectual realm. It can't be done in the realm of willpower. It can only be done in the power of the Holy Spirit, not by might nor by power, but by my spirit, saith the Lord. What he's saying is, you can't do it, but I'll do it through you. Well, you know, amen to that. And you are an incredible watchman. And regardless of what people think, we have to honor what our calling is. And you said something on a show one time, and I never forgot this. You said, demons act out their insatiable lust through people. Now, God told you one time, Steve, know the root of evil to know the fruit of evil. And I think that's really important to wrap people's head around the fact that God has not made some of the entities that exist. That's kind of inconceivable, but there are unsanctioned and illegitimate species not made, or I guess that word sanctioned is is a good word, by God. That's pretty incredible, isn't it? Right. Everything God created in the book of Genesis, and he saw that it was good, okay? And some people get really mad, Sheila, when I use the word bastard. Well, bastard comes, that's what God called the offspring of the giants. So, And by the way, when they say the book of Enoch, or the book of giants, or the book of Adam and Eve, understand these are fragments. And they've been put in, and really, you know, to where they're in order, they're in order. But the fact is, is that if you get that issue, now I don't say that the canon of Scripture, but I do say this, that Jesus and James referred to the book of Enoch. What do you think Jesus meant when he said, Lo, I come in the volume book, it is written to me. Well, the bottom line is, obviously, the law and the prophets, but also Enoch. There is supposedly, tradition teaches that the book of Enoch, there are 360 volumes. And according to what I've been told by the people that know where the majority of those exist, those are kept so secret because there's only two people that I see in the Old Testament that never died. Enoch is one. It says he walked with God and was not because God took him. And the other one is Elijah, who went to heaven in a chariot. Obviously, he had told Elisha, if Elisha sees the departure of Elijah, then he'll get the double portion of Elijah's spirit. And that happened. The Bible says it's given man once to die and once to judgment. Let me make it clear. When the Antichrist appears in his quest for worship, the two witnesses will come on the scene. And if you don't know what I'm talking about in the two witnesses, go to the book of Revelation. Because God literally has two witnesses. They're human beings. Some people have tried to spiritualize that and say it's the Old Testament, New Testament. Well, those things don't die in the streets of Jerusalem. And the whole world gives uh, gifts unto one another and says, Hallelujah, glad these guys are dead, you know. (laughs) Now, the spirit of Antichrist is in the land, okay? 
lawlessness, the mystery of iniquity. If, if people doubt that there's lawlessness, you don't have to go any further than the presidency. Though, and I, I, I will say this: the former White House is now known as a slaughterhouse in my vocabulary. And if you don't think that fits, you just need to understand that even on the National Day of Prayer, the, the prayer breakfast, the entity in the White House was taking pot shots at Christians. Yeah. I submit, Sheila, that anybody who has even a micron of uh, discernment cannot believe that that man is a Christian. He's not, okay? Go on YouTube, do a, a search on uh, Obama's statements about Christianity. Didn't Jesus say the tree is known by the fruit it bears? Absolutely. It's incredible, Steve. People are very easily fooled, and I think that's why this is such an important issue. Also a very timely book, because people have to understand this is a very malevolent agenda, and all these various players, Obama being one of them, I mean, it's not unlike Bailey and the 24 volumes of the occult. All these all these hucksters are really plugged into Satan's pipeline. So whether it's malevolent or whether it's political, it's always the same agenda, isn't it? Yeah, and that's why people don't understand. The reason history repeats itself is because it's scripted by evil. God intervenes in the, his people's lives through prayer. You know, the old statement, prayer changes things, okay? Jesus was trying to teach his people, his disciples, that there's a different way to approach this whole issue, an essence of uh, just having to deal with what the devil, you know, dishes out. So in my book, Genesis 6 Giants, I want people to, they go on my website, and they can order it there, but I want you to look at the size of the guy sitting on the temple is Zeus. Zeus has nothing to do with the name of Jesus. I'm so tired of that argument. Look, before all things, Jesus was. They say, but there is no J. I got news for you. The scripture in the book of Acts talks about there is no other name under heaven given amongst men. And Jesus didn't die for the angels that sinned. That's what you know. people have got to understand. The book of Enoch, when people read it, and again, ladies and gentlemen, you need to do your homework. I've done mine, and probably one of the most uh, striking things, Sheila, that I didn't know 12 years ago, 13 years ago, was the amount of ancient evidence to some of the characters out of Greek mythology. For instance, Polyphemus, who was the Cyclops, or three Cyclops, and he was like 400 feet tall. Well, the Colossus of Rhodes which is one of the ancient wonders of the world, there are bones that have been taken. Look, you can understand this. People would have to say, what changed when there were giants in those days versus no giants in these days? And my answer is the control of the truth until the time the truth and the information that it represents can be distorted. They're going to claim, and it's already going in the, in the press every day, 10 to 20 years, NASA spokesman says we're going to find alien life. That's horse manure. That is pure, mind-controlled, psychological operating, neuro-linguistic programming. It's, um, I'm trying to be tactful here, you know. It's poop of the highest magnitude, okay? Folks, stay tuned. We'll be right back after these messages. 
Never before in history have we seen such an urgent need for spiritual warfare. Are you desiring a powerful and successful prayer life with other like-minded prayer warriors? That's what we have put together in SWAT Prayer. SWAT Prayer allows you to join like-minded prayer warriors across the West and worldwide. So you simply go to SWATprayer.com. You type in either your city or your state. You hit enter. You see the SWAT Prayer icon that comes up on the screen. You click on that icon. That is your state leader. Simply connect with them and they will put you in touch with prayer groups in your state. God is raising up a powerful body of spiritual warriors ready for battle. Spiritual warfare attack teams that are storming the gates. We are fighting a spiritual battle and as Christians we can make all the difference in warfare prayer. As Christians we are given the power and authority. It's our responsibility to use the tactical weapons that God provided to storm the gates. Never before in history has warfare prayer been so urgently needed. As Christians, we can make a difference. Go to SWATprayer.com today. You're watching The Sheila Zielinski Show. It's amazing to me. Christians will get more offended over one word than they'll get offended over watching YouTube videos of our brethren having their heads sawed off. Yeah. Or, you know, children having their hearts ripped out or babies having their head torn. You see, here's how it goes, Sheila. If I don't look at it, I don't have to deal with it. Nothing boils my blood more than that. Well, I run at 200 degrees, so I don't know what you're, but <laughs> I agree with you, okay? Uh, I, I'm serious, you know. I, I've had people with PhDs and doctors of divinity send me emails and say, you never finish a thought. You just basically are random. Of course I'm random. I tell people that. I'm not trying to hide it. But, you know, one guy, and he's pretty famous, he railed me over the coals, you know. My blood's boiling, okay. But at the end of his railing, he says, me and my fellow scholars don't understand the fact that God would use someone like you, Steve. And I did say this. I said, look, I'm impressed. I got a thermometer that's even got more degrees than you do. But guess what? The <laughs> thermometer, at least, and I did say this, knows the difference between hot and cold. You guys obviously don't. Yeah, well, Jesus knows the difference between hot and cold, too, and it's too bad there's so many lukewarmers. One of the questions I want to ask you, you alluded to the the Book of Giants and the Book of Enoch and the Lost Books of Enoch. Although they're not canonical, they are found in the same area, and I've done a lot of studying on that, too, and I think it's at least very important for people to consider them when we talk about that. So in Greek and Egyptian mythology, as your book points out, Hindu myths, Japanese mythology, Celtic myths, Scandinavian gods like Thor, the Aztecs, the Inca, the Mayans, it doesn't really matter what civilization it is. It always seems, Steve, that they always had a theme running through it. And it's either the fallen angel technology or knowledge that they could not possibly attain on their own. 
highly complex cosmological models, extrasensory faculties, offspring of the giants were, I guess we could say, taught forbidden knowledge, correct? Absolutely. And it's interesting that the forbidden is hidden, okay? And the word occult, when you occult something like when a, when the moon goes into its occultation phase, part of it becomes covered, okay? So the interesting thing is Jesus was basically saying to the occult, your activities and your power and your place in history is not going to stay hidden. You remember hearing me, Sheila, and this is critical. I tell people, if you understand Genesis 6, God will open up to you your understanding in such a way that everything will make sense and you'll be empowered. Because listen, I, I share with people all the time, I said, sometimes maybe it's God. You want to blame me, but maybe it's God scaring the hell out of you so he can get heaven into you. And I stand by that statement. Because again, my effectiveness is basically now uh, answering the questions nobody wants to deal with. I basically don't have a fan club. I tell people this. There is no such thing as a good Christian. There are only redeemed ones, okay? Even when Jesus himself was called good master, the Lord rebuked the person calling him and said, don't call me good, only your Father which is in heaven is good, okay? And so there's a moral foundational truth and even though God has forgiven me of all of my sin, I still stand in awe of his holiness, of his justice, of his love and forgiveness. You want to know the difference between Islam and Christianity? The simple word, love. You know, i got news for you. Pretty soon they're going to run out of people to chop heads off, and then they're going to chop each other's heads off. And people say, well, where is that? Obviously, think of the Iraq-Iran war. And by the way, as, as this thing comes to pass in Israel, the nation of Israel that now manifests itself, whether you believe it is or isn't, that doesn't matter. Zechariah 12 just got fulfilled. And now isn't it fascinating that every single nation of the world is turning away from the U.S. dollar? Remember Sheila hearing a couple of years ago, I said America will become a hissing in the nation's nostrils around the world. Right. We are so held in contempt. And by the way, people had better realize that, and I tell Christians this, Unless you repent, if you voted for the entity destroying your brethren worldwide, who never even said anything about the 147 Christians slaughtered the very day of the prayer breakfast, i got to tell you something. Unless you repent, the blood's on your hands. You cannot take the three-monkey approach. You cannot say, I hear no evil, I see no evil, and speak no evil. No, your silence will condemn you. And see, this is the thing. Jesus said, if the salt loses its savor, it's henceforth good for nothing. So what I've done, and you, you read the last chapter of my book, I always submit every single footnote, every single historic perception under the Word of God. Yes. This stuff is not on top of the Word. And, and somebody says, quit talking about that Jesus stuff. My answer is always the same and has been for 25 years. Who do you think called me to do this, and who do you think gave me this stuff, and who do you think continues to give me revelation, because I'm, I'm called to warn the people of God. I feel I've done that. And Sheila, I'm really believing God for a new opening of ministry. So what am I working on? I, I just cherish everyone's prayers. The 
History Channel and all of the different Discovery Channel and all the knockoffs, they have contacted me at one point or another wanting me to go on screen and talk about Giants. When I talk to their producers or the directors, they always have the same thing. It's aliens, it's aliens, it's aliens. I am a student of Zachariah Sitchin. I know and have read all his books. But where he missed it is they would claim that the Anunnaki, they could accept the idea of aliens and accept the idea of angels, yeah. and angels a messenger. So the point is, is that I have read all that. So right now, by the grace of God, we're trying to get a series of six one-hour specials. Tom Horn's going to run them on his new Skywatch TV to put a systematic understanding of the Giants from a biblical standpoint. We're not tracking down elongated skulls. That stuff's important. We're tracking down the reports in contemporary days of live giants, whether they're the ones being seen going up the volcano in Mexico, and that's on, what, Popo Capital, or the ones in Peru, or the ones in Afghanistan, or the ones in the area of the Solomon Islands, you know. And I maintain that with all the earthquakes happening, and with all of the seismic events and the cosmic events taking place, as the ice melts, I mean, there are pyramids in Antarctica. Good night. So the point that is really critical is Genesis 6 Giants is my singular most important work. And more people who were skeptics, atheists, and agnostics who thought Christians were just a bunch of crazy, believe-anything people, it lays out foundationally going through, and I've said this, I can speak for 12 hours on Genesis 1-1 and 1-2, because there's a period when God says replenish the earth. And I'm aware that people want to argue over the gap theory, so let them explain the table of kings that goes back a quarter of a million years. Let them explain the map of the creator that's 600,000 years old. Let them explain the cave drawings that, that are 30,000 years old. And it used to be stated that Neanderthals were part of the human lineage. Now they find they're separate and distinct. You see, the bottom line is modern uh, anthropology believed lies for 50 years, believed lies on Peking man. And, and the point is, is that there came a time where science, and I think you've seen this, even the pharmaceutical industry, they're coming out with the fact that, hey, these guys don't do the studies. They fake them. So if I tell people Genesis 6 is absolutely, let's call it what it is, it's a portal to the past, it's a crystal clear mirror of how things happened, and that's what explains the appearance of technology. I can take people back in the world of ancient India in the Sanskrit text. And by the way, one of the most fascinating things to me were that there was a big aerospace meeting of all the leading astrophysicists and everything, and the Indian delegation showed up with Sanskrit and basically the Vimana flying machines, the propulsion, blueprints, how they built them, and everything else. Folks, stay tuned. We'll be right back after these messages. 
Listen, there are just too many reasons to list why you need to become one of my patrons today. Not only do you get exclusive content, you get access to private Q&As with Sheila and friends, commercial-free content, and so much more when you become a patron member. But you know what a better reason to become a member of patron is? Because you're supporting this broadcast and its efforts to spread the good news of the gospel of Jesus Christ. When you partner with me, you become a part of God advancing his kingdom and in the end time harvest of souls that right there is the best reason to get behind this ministry and become one of my patrons let me be your voice in this epic end time battle become a patron today you're watching the Sheila Zelinsky show where we're at right now is people can mock and scoff, but we are in the days of Noah. This stuff's coming back. Men's hearts are going to fail them for fear of looking after those, coming, those things coming up on the earth. It's interesting. As the things are coming up on the earth, we also have woe unto you inhabitants of the earth because the devil, your adversary, has come down. And I'm quoting this, you know, not in, in uh, complete word for word. I'm just doing this quickly because uh, I think we're running out of time. But when the devil gets thrown out of the second heaven where he currently occupies, then all hell breaks loose on earth. So we're seeing right now, Sheila, and I would encourage everyone to go to my Genesis 6 Giants dot com website withhold their skepticism their cynicism their slander their assault and start doing their homework as you know Sheila Genesis 6 Giants the revised updated expanded version I have enough footnotes and I'm not trying to be just cynical but I do have enough footnotes that basically would make a herd of elephants happy you know I mean or, or whatever because they're just so many footnotes you see again I've done my homework I'm only asking people to understand and this is why if you understand history ancient history and how it played out you'll understand the events that are going to play out it, it basically in the future and are now obviously playing out well that's very important because steve's not trying to titillate people with oh an ancient history exodus he's trying to give people information of what you can expect and what did jesus say in hosea steve he said my people are st- destroyed through lack of knowledge not the pagans not the satanists he was talking about his own people there so the book is very timely and i really encourage people to go to your website again it's linked there at weekendvigilante.com folks get a copy of this book again steve it is I don't think I've ever seen such a compilation. And you've got a lot of great books, but this is really a forerunner, I believe. And it is, again, you've got so many footnotes. It's jam-packed. I mean, some of the pictures, I, I was looking here at a picture from 1776, and I thought, where does he get these pictures? It's amazing job, Steve, and I think it's very timely work indeed. Well, thank you, Sheila. And again, I want to make it clear, this book now is available for the next two weeks for $30. In two weeks, it goes for 40 I like to give people the ability to save money. And, you know, this is an amazing book. Obviously, when you see even the Indians being chased by the giants shooting arrows after them, Magellan, you know, the giants in the New World, the, the point is, is that there's just so much information and seriously, this, in my opinion, and if, if you don't know what the Rosetta Stone is, go look it up, R-O-S-E-T-T-A. 
It's a way that, uh, with a stone that deciphered ancient Egyptian hieroglyphics into the contemporary languages so people could read hieroglyphics. That's the basis of Egyptology. Understanding Genesis 6 is absolutely the root of evil, the explanation of technology. The Book of Enoch says that the fallen angels taught all manner of science, and the science books, by the way, that the fallen angels, they left libraries of their writings, and that's for another time, another state. But please pray for our expedition that's going on right now in South America. When you hear the stories that are taking place in real time, Sheila, I'm telling you what, you ask me what blows my mind, this is blowing my mind, and we'll go on and, uh, you know, bring the guys on that went down there. It's going on in active real time. Pray for the safety. Pray for the revelation that God wants to bring to the world through their efforts. And I just thank you, Sheila. Bless you in Jesus' name. And ladies and gentlemen, those of you who have been emailing me, telling me to, you know, continue to sponsor Sheila, I'd like those of you, and I will, but you need to get behind her too. I think she's probably one of the most intelligent, I'm not saying this to flatter you, intelligent voices. Look, we all miss it as talk radio show hosts. I wish I could go back, Sheila, and withdraw some of mine from 15 years ago. <laughs> yeah. But the point is, is those of you who have sent me emails, I'm asking you to step up to the pump. Those of you that have been blessed, especially women, I know of no other talk show host who is a woman that gets the big picture. I, I, and pun intended on the Giants, of course, but the idea is, is that, look, please, people, please, those of you who enjoy, this stuff costs money, and it's not about, it, it's just about the vehicle. If you're blessed, support the place that you're blessed, because that's the best use of your funds. Those of you that don't go to a church, listen, use offerings to support Sheila's show. Step up to the pump and be blessed in the knowledge that there are people that are listening to us. And when she goes on the different uh, venues that God's opening up for her, those people are going to be one to the Lord. And seriously, I, I, I thank people. I said, your gift made the difference in tens of thousands of people's lives. Jeremiah Farrell, a good example. But the bottom line is this. Fight the good fight. Psalm 91, fight the good fight of faith. Because of one man's gift, God used that one man, bless him, he gave a tithe to Jeremiah, and it was in direct answer to my prayer. I said, God, I can't let these guys go over there unless you can assure me you're in this. And Lord, if you're in this, you know the money they need. He gave a tithe, which was identical to the money they needed. And by the grace and, and the generosity of the the listeners, I'm talking, she let thousands of lives, thousands of lives being saved, yes. and God intervening when the Kurds would have been slaughtered, and all of the Yazidis and everybody that was running from ISIS. I'll tell you what, I salute each and every one of you that will stand, not only with your prayers, but with your finances in these closing days of history. Please stand with Sheila. You ask me to stand with her? I do. I'm asking you to stand with her also. Sheila, good night. Thank you, Steve. Thanks for tuning in. Good night and God bless. I want to ask you a question today. Are you saved? What do you have to do to be saved? The time is now. If you've not already given your heart to the Lord Jesus Christ, it's time that you do so. And you can do it right now at this very moment. 
just agree with this following prayer. I'm going to ask you to believe this in faith and pray this with all your heart. And if you do so, you'll receive the free gift of salvation that Jesus bought for you. Jesus bought the penalty for sin. Pray this out loud right now. Dear God in heaven, I come to you today as a lost sinner. I'm asking you that you save my soul and cleanse me from all sin and unrighteousness. I realize in my heart my need for salvation, which can only come through Jesus Christ. I repent for my sins now, and I accept Jesus Christ into my heart, and I receive what he did on the cross at Calvary in order to purchase my redemption. In obedience to your word, God, I confess with my mouth the Lord Jesus Christ as my Savior, and I believe in my heart that God raised him from the dead. You said in your word, which cannot lie, for whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord Jesus Christ shall be saved. That's Romans 10:13. And I've called upon your name exactly as you have said in your word, and I do believe that right now I am saved. Amen. If you've sincerely prayed those words above and believe in your heart upon the Lord Jesus Christ, then at this moment you are saved and your name is now written in the Lamb's Book of Life. And congratulations, because that was the most important decision you've ever made. Know that Jesus really does love you. For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only Son, that whoever believes in him shall not perish but have eternal life. John 3.16 Contact us today. We have a free book that we'd like to send you out if you have made that commitment today. Hey folks, listen, do you know how vitally important it is that you subscribe, like, and share these videos? Because when you take that simple action, you're helping to boost the show's algorithms. You know what they're doing out there on YouTube, Facebook, and Twitter. They use AI to monitor and distribute content. So when you do share, like, and subscribe, it helps the show appear in more people's news feeds. And that is important with all this Stasi censorship, isn't it? So by liking and sharing, you're actually taking part, spreading the good news of the gospel of Jesus Christ, equipping the saints. You're part of that. You become part of the harvesting of souls for God's eternal kingdom. So please, again, take a moment to spread the good news of Jesus Christ. Like, share, and subscribe.